Happy holidays, listeners. Welcome to the Madonna Get Together podcast. I do apologize for getting this third episode out and ready. Um, you know, things happen. It's 2020. Uh, things come up and didn't give me a chance to edit what I needed to to get this episode out to you guys soon enough. So I apologize. Um, but there's some new Madonna things happening on the horizon. Uh, there's some rumors of a new EP coming out in February. Uh, hope we get to that. Um, and if you haven't checked it out on streaming services yet, Justify My Love and Rescue Me are out there for your listening pleasure. Um, and we hear she might be doing something with The Weeknd. Uh, that's part of that new EP, as well as his Super Bowl performance in February. So, fingers crossed, we'll get some new stuff from the Queen herself. Now, let me address some corrections from some previous episodes. I want to make sure that the information we are providing is as accurate as possible. Um, and, of course, uh, I'm not afraid to, to say that I made a mistake. So, here they are. Um, firstly, on the first episode, when I gave a shout out to the Inside the Groove podcast, I incorrectly said that uh, Andre Betts was interviewed, and it wasn't. It was, in fact, Tony Shimkin. Uh, my apologies to Edward Russell. Um, hope you could forgive me, but still, it is a great episode and incredible insight into Madonna, the erotica recordings and Rescue Me in Vogue recordings. So check that one out. Also on my last podcast episode, um, for something to remember, uh, we kind of made a note where You'll See was only performed during Drawn World Tour, which is not correct. Um, As we all know, she did do some television performances of You'll See um, overseas, not in the U.S. Also, one of the things that came up was um, her last record that was on the Maverick label, which was American Life, the last full-length album that was on Maverick, um, followed by Remixed and Revisited, which was also on Maverick, um, but that was a remix album. And the last thing was just clarifying where Love Don't Live Here Anymore was filmed, which was in Argentina on her day off from filming for Mavita, and she was in the early stages of her pregnancy. So take that, DJ Joey. Um, so without further ado, here is the next episode of the Madonna Get Together, where we talk about GHB2, 93 through 99, video collection, as well as celebration. Enjoy! Haven't I seen you somewhere before? You look familiar. Welcome back, everyone. We are back, and guess who I have back? I'm back, you guys. Wayne it's can't DJ get Joey. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. Taylor Dane. Taylor Dane. You know. <laughs> um, we are going. We are back because, again, we are going to continue the discussion of greatest hits compilations. And the next greatest hits compilation we're going to talk about is GHB2, which stands for. <laughs> Greatest, greatest hits, hits volume, volume two. two. Wow, how mm-hmm. clever! Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now you know what it was originally going to be called—the Second Coming. 
Mm, I like that. So better. I think it was supposed to be kind of like a play on the Immaculate Collection, Immaculate with a whole like religious, yeah, um, play on words. She should have poor decision. Well, here's why I would say I don't like that title. Okay, not because it's not necessarily a great title, but you call something the Second Coming, you're calling it second. You like it's second to the first, but. You wouldn't want to classify your body of work, regardless if it's from yeah. one part of uh, an era or second part of an era, to be, I don't know, seconded anything. Right. I'm probably overthinking it, but I feel like calling it the second coming is almost downplaying the success of these tracks. Which is probably why she went with V2, because V2 um, means it's a continuation. Yes. Yes. However... Good. I'm glad that you're saying however, because I want to hear your thoughts on um, what you I just... think about this collection in general. Okay, so what year is this? 01? 2001. 2001. Okay, so this to me, the reason that it sticks out to me is because it feels very drowned world to me. This has always True. been very drowned world, and I'll tell you why. Not just the cover, which I believe is it is used a promo in cover summer. for right. the Drowned World Tour promotion. But when you look at the set list for the Drowned World Tour... Um, it was a big um, fu to kind of her past. Like, I mean, she threw secret in there and human nature and holiday. Her yeah, holiday and, that's it. and la isla and la isla. And that's it. Um, in an earlier podcast, Wayne and I said you could stop performing human nature and candy shop. <laughs> Don't stop performing la isla bonita because I love it. And we're going to talk about DJ tracks later. Remind me to. To mention you La can Isla stop Bonita. performing La Isla as well. No, no, no. Please don't. Um, but besides those few tracks that she referenced, Drowned World was basically this. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was it was supposed to be Ray of Light and the Music City, but um, and I guess this does include yeah. Avita and well, Erotica. I think what she tried to do with Drowned World tour tried. Was, she really wanted to say like wait a minute i need to perform i want to do it i want to do a concert that includes my work from music and rave light i don't want to leave those out and like oh you know what i never toured for bedtime stories so let me include some stuff from that and i'm like oh i'll i'll throw in holiday and to make the churn to make the kids happy i mean it was a very dark Um, tour but i think this this greatest hits compilation is kind of like um and this is one thing that we do agree on, mm-hmm. is that it was kind of like, Pointless. Eh, let's just, uh, Pointless. we'll put this out. The only thing, um, you know, uh, 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 that stands the test of time that proves it useful is Beautiful Stranger. There's nothing on this, and I'm looking at it, and I've done this recon before. Even though a lot of them are uh, labeled radio edit, seven inch edit, um, there's not much if if they are indeed different versions from the album it's not noticeable and you're probably going to disagree with me but um it's just kind of pointless no, um i i actually 100% agree with you because i feel like this was kind of this actually got released the same day as the drone world tour dvd that makes sense and if you bought this if you bought GHV2 and Drown World Tour on DVD at the same time at Best Buy, you got like mm-hmm. a discount, which um, 
I don't know why I'm bringing that up. I just thought it was an interesting Well, tidbit. I think that's what listeners like, is that those little tidbits that people yeah. were around back then remember. But it would have been smarter, I mean, because after this, she started including live versions. You know, it wasn't until mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a secret till we got to full-length live versions of Madonna concerts. Right. It would have been, I mean, I'm sure at the time, in 2001, we're pre-iTunes, we're, we're pre-all that stuff, so, you know... Greatest hit CDs are still somewhat useful and people are still buying them. I mean, of course, you and I bought them because we love Madonna. And this cover, let's talk about that for a second, is stunning. Best thing about it. I love it. Right? And the artwork is great. It's the first time that we also start to see kind of like the compilation thing that is, she's pretty infamous now of all the different images from her videos. The artwork is amazing. Yeah. And I do want to point out that the special edition Uh has a different disc art than the regular edition and you're looking at it now but it matches um, the greatest hit the the mega mix single oh yeah let's let's talk about that but okay. um the artwork itself is very comprehensive throughout her career which is why i think it's it's almost like a um um kind of uh counterproductive to release a greatest hits that only goes from 92 to 2000 to 2000 to 2000 yeah. um and include artwork and video images and 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 of her entire career of her entire career yeah. where um and this actually kind of goes in part with the mega mix for ghv2 where there was a kind of um dj only two disc mm-hmm edition of what would be called the ghv2 remixes album you know the the late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. to me felt like it was it was really about a lot of it was about remixes so i thought it would have been it was a barry harris world barry harris and chris cox were well, Thunderpuss. Tracy, tracy young tracy Thunderpuss, young. Mm-hmm. matt quayle like hector hex hector like, all those people were just putting out remixes. Everyone kind yep. of... They became household names for people that listened... That were, you know, new music. So, I thought it would have been better to put out more of a remix album of all... Maybe mm. uh, more of a... a comp- because it was already done for DJs. Why right. just put that out instead of GHB2? That way, like... I don't necessarily need the the radio edit of Take a Bow. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Is it even really a radio edit? If it is, like, who noticed? Like, Exactly. Um, and they're all like, like that. Like, the opening track is deeper and deeper, and it's labeled a 7-inch seven seven edit. Inch. And, and I don't want the 7-inch edit. Like, no. when I'm listening to Deeper and Deeper, I'm listening to the album version, yeah, or I'm listening that... to the Shep's, like, deeper release. Yeah, I'm I want to ride in a convertible to... with a balloon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, with finger waves. Yeah, I mean, it would have been better to maybe make it a double CD with mm-hmm. maybe some audio recordings from the Drown World tour because um, that was a great tour. As much as I made fun of the fact that she didn't include any any greatest hits on that tour, I loved that tour. I remember I didn't get to go see it for a thousand different reasons, but I remember being in a gay bar in Key West when it was broadcast on HBO, and I was just mesmerized the entire time um but yeah that was a really great tour would have been great to include some live versions of that and i don't know just mix it up give something else because i guess in 2001 you know if you want to revisit that short time of madonna's career and just listen Mm -hmm. to that i guess this is useful 
And now, I mean, I don't even know if the Austin Powers, what is, what is Beautiful Stranger Beautiful from? Beautiful Stranger is on GHV2, but it's also on Celebration, so... Okay, so but I you think could at the literally time, take that was, this out. That was really the only place you could find it. You could only either get it on the the soundtrack itself, yes, or when this came out, you could get it from there. And I think Tower Records was the only one that sold like import singles at the time. Yeah, the Victor Calderon, so which we you didn't, couldn't even get the regular single in the U.S. Like it was no. never released as a regular right. single, right? Which we people, didn't mention all those DJs. We forgot Victor Calderon. No, because people because the record companies wanted you to just buy the album. They didn't mm -hmm. want you to buy the single. They wanted you to purchase, make the big purchase, and spend the right. ten bucks, twelve bucks on the actual entire album versus the singles. So I just feel like. But this collection, in a sense, was felt like, I mean, it was waste. fine, but it yeah. wasn't, it was great to get me hyped up for like, oh, great, the Drown World Tour came out on DVD, and now this came out, and I will say that, like, Drown World Tour was the first time I actually got to see Madonna. You did? Like, I saw That's her great. Twice. I wish I had seen In DC, um, she was like two hours late, she didn't have air conditioning. This is, like, the first time where people realized, oh, she's gonna be two hours late, and she doesn't want the air conditioner on. So we're all just like sweating bullets <laughs> in at the time. I believe it was called the MCI center. Now, it, and uh -huh, then it became uh -huh. the Verizon center uh -huh. and now it's the capital one arena. But sh she made people just sit there and just like sweat out in humidity for hours and oh. hours. Yeah. And then she made it up to us by singing the silly song or the, the funny song. Whatever that was. And um, I remember thinking like, our, oh, her, she's she's doing us a favor. Because her daddy died or something? Like, no, she did this for every single concert. Every single show on the tour. Um, but I know that we mentioned before that in the artwork, this is kind of the first time we see all the different images of her career. Mm -hmm. And we're Wayne and I are sitting here looking at the promotional single right now. So we see kind of that. Um, collage of all these different images, which I think that she's pretty much used in every tour since then. Yeah. Um, and this was the best thing to come out of this era, in my opinion, was the Thunderpuss Megamix. Because, um, your opinion. In my opinion. So, what you were just saying is you're right. You know, in this time in dance music history, which let's face it, Madonna's the queen of dance music, you know, um, DJs ruled the world. And nightclubs were um, very popular. Techno was popular. Um, and Barry Harris and Chris Cox were the dynamic duo um, of Thunderpuss that every single diva wanted Thunderpuss to remix from mm -hmm. Whitney Houston, Madonna, Britney Spears, Even Taylor like Dane. Sheryl Crow? Like, um, I don't know if they did Sheryl Crow. I think that was Victor Calderon. Or Matt Quayle. Or Matt Quayle. Like, Soak Up the Sun. I just remember... Yeah. Like, everyone had a remix everyone of had a, a song. Remix. Right. Regardless of, of who remixed it, it was always, like, one of, like, four people. It was either Tracy Young, Matt right. Quayle, Thunderpuss, or Victor Calderon. Yeah. Like, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. They ruled the world. So, um, Thunderpuss put together a GHV2 Megamix, mm -hmm. which Wayne and I were just discussing before we hit the record button that there was, you know, what is the original version and what is the, the remix of the club version, but there's a, there's a radio edit that's like four and a half minutes. There is a club mix version, which I always thought was the original version, but Wayne is correcting me that p perhaps I have the DJ version hey, because whatever. I could be wrong. But yeah. I, I'm going off by like what they released for the video. That's correct. So did you right. watch the video? Of before? course I watched okay. the video. 
What are your thoughts on the video for this mega mix? It's fantastic. It's that that imagery of all the different points of her career and the different looks and the queen of reinvention before the reinvention tour came out. Like, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the mega mix. I really love the ten and a half version. Ten and a half minute version. I feel the opposite. Of course you do. <laughs> because I feel like the video itself just. It, it's almost like they're in this warehouse and they're moving. This camera is kind of moving through different scenes and different screens of her career. But it's like it moves so slow. And like this music is pumping. Like this is Madonna. Yeah. At, yeah. I feel like if they used the same imagery that they're using on these screens that you see in this video. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like there's a camera on a dolly and they're they're going through this warehouse and and coming across these screens and filming them versus if they just use the actual footage that you see in those screens i feel like it would have been a totally different video no i disagree and then i feel like it keeps the the rhythm going versus just like the slow panning of hey look at this and hey come over here and look at this but in the background you hear the music pumping but you're the video itself is not pumping. Um, I disagree um, because it's also um, it's a sign of the times. You know, it's two thousand and one, and we're raving. You know, and these DJs are throwing. But these the video huge, doesn't rave. These huge parties and nightclubs, and people are going to raves and empty warehouses. Um, and also, the the what I always took of the vi- the, the the kind of image of these. Uh, previous versions of herself on these screens moving was that it was a reflection of the past. Instead of if you very slow reflection of the past. (laughs) I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I remember partying at Godfrey's for all the Richmond um, people listening that that this was played a lot. And we got because Barry Harris and Chris Cox worked so hard on the um, the mega mix that we got, um, which was unreleased to the public, but for the first time we got kind of like house techno versions of, um, Deeper and Deeper, um, and Secret. Yes. And what else was in, there's, there's another song. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely positive of like the track list, but a lot of the, the older songs or kind of, uh, I guess, songs from this collection. I think Erotica was one. Um, yeah. Where they were sent to DJs to say, like, hey, remix this track, mm-hmm. make it sound current, mm-hmm. and a lot of DJs did that. And that's what I wish was released. I wish there was more of a compilation of, like, a dance room. Kind of like Depeche Mode has done. Mm. Like they've done a lot of, like, remix. A remix album. Yeah. And they've Dua done Lipa just did one in 2020. Yeah. And it's amazing. Um, yeah, you're right. Of, yes. What are you levitating? levitating? I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. I wish she was in the video. Like, she couldn't be bothered to be in the video. I don't understand. But... Well, she's got her... We don't know why. Her knee slash... Which I call her hip issue. Mm. Um, <laughs> hip issue. Um, hip issue. Hip issue. I, I don't know. Um, but... Yeah, I will tell you, uh, from a DJ standpoint, that, that point in the... In the, in the in the mega mix where we hear deeper and deeper um, and then to get which I don't know if Barry Harris ever because Barry Harris is known for kind of um, giving his fans and some of the DJs things from the vault mm-hmm. um, 
but I, and I don't know where I got it. I've got friends that have collected things from all over the world, and they knew that I love Madonna. So when they get something, my DJ friends always send it to me. But I have the full length Thunderpuss version of Deeper and Deeper, which is like eight nine minutes long, um, and it's from this. Oh, I just have it digitally. I don't. It was never I put. Want it. You can have it. You can have everything <laughs> I have. But um, it's it's amazing. And I, I spin it, which we're going to talk about at some point. One yes. of these nights where I get invited over. Um, but yeah, to this day, I I will throw that on. I'm sure I've thrown it on for you one night at Babes. Yes. So Babes is a dance club in Richmond. And before quarantine, mm-hmm. um, My when, spot. DJ, when DJ Joey and I first started like becoming friends, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what, are you gonna, what Madonna songs are you going to play tonight? Uh-huh. And I was like, play Rescue Me. Uh-huh. Play, play Ray White. Like, uh-huh. play these songs that... And it doesn't matter what the floor was doing. He's like, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, the the crowd might be into it. And I was like, I don't care. Just play it anyway. They'll love it. They'll love it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I eventually did it. Like, I remember texting you when I'm like, I think Rescue Me is going to come out tonight. I think tonight's the night awesome. that we just give them Rescue Me. And it was great because I was with some friends that were probably like... Um, either in their early 30s or late 20s and they look at each other when the song comes on they're like I don't know what this is but I'm dancing to it <laughs> but they still dance to it and that's the important part it's like yeah. if if people don't clear the floor then people goose are going people D- are going to dance DJs to call it. that a goose egg yeah if you get a goose egg it's when everyone empties the floor which at Babes never happens you could literally play the phone book and put to beats and people would still stay out there but anyway um, so for the GHV2 Mega Mix, mm-hmm. so what I ended up doing is because the regular Thunderpuss original version, which really just takes hey, the majority Mr. of DJ. just the the original tracks of the album versions mm-hmm. of the songs and just kind of mashes them together, which is great. But I also feel like it was kind of too short. So I myself went in and made my own edit where I kind of like extended some of the songs where I hmm. just took... Because they just play kind of like the chorus of it, and then just move. Yeah, on it's to the four next and a half song. minutes for how many songs? And then, so what I would do is I would either take like at least a verse or the bridge of the song. You did that and work it in. Yeah, I love That's to edit very music. Fancy of you. I'd love to hear that. Um, how clean are they? I'm would sure you put I them out there for people to listen to? People. I don't know. I don't think people care, but sure they um, do. I care. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just. This era... It's a shame you didn't know any DJs then, because they, those ex, those versions that you were trying to make yourself were out there. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. And Barry Harris talks about the production of that mix. Um, I don't know where he talks about it, but he does in great length about the work that they did. Because when you... For those of you that, that don't know like music theory and all the work that goes into remixing music, but there were, you know key signatures and tempos and things that had to be manipulated to put into a mega mix and of course like everything madonna does you know that became a staple so everyone after that had to do it janet did it i want to say in the next couple years she did a thunderpuss mega mix Mm -hmm. you know and it was great I think Britney ended up... Britney, I don't know if it was Thunderpuss. Britney did a Thunderpuss Mega Mix. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it became kind of the the thing to do. But Barry Harris talks about how much work he, he put in that. I think he says, you know, his his greatest hit, his biggest selling thing is It's Not Right, But It's Okay by Whitney Houston. Ooh, yeah. 
like it, it's made him a lot of money and a lot of recognition and put his name out there for the world. Um, but he talks about the work that they put into this project for Madonna and it was more and harder. I mean, getting secret and take a bow and whatever else is in there to yeah. all mesh. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's not too much to say about GHB2. I think there was more work that was put into it than I'd probably say other greatest hits projects. <laughs> because we will talk about Celebration in a minute. Okay. But before we get to that, I do want to talk about the video collection that came out um, a couple years prior to that. And I'm only mm-hmm. including this because, you know, it's kind of like greatest hits. And this is the second time we got like a video collection from Madonna. Mm-hmm. And it was the 93 to 99. Um, and they used the colon as a ratio, kind of like 93 to 99. Mm-hmm. It was originally supposed to be 92 to 99. And it was going to include deeper and deeper. But they decided to, um, and I think originally Power of Goodbye wasn't on there. And then they took off Deeper and Deeper and then put on Power of Goodbye, which... Which I love Deeper and Deeper video. I would have preferred... At the time, I would have preferred the Deeper and Deeper video. I would have preferred the Erotica video if they did that. But, um... um, So, Hmm. it's a great video collection. Yeah. It goes up from... At um, the time? Yeah. Before YouTube, like... Yeah. Like, you get Bad Girl... Bad Girl is, to me, one of my most favorite videos... Um, and then you get fever, you get rain. Like, I think erotica had a lot of incredible videos. Because I'll remember was, is missing. I'll remember is missing because again, this gets into the, get, this gets into the, if it has scenes from a movie, oh, it's not going you said to be that. included. Yeah. I said that in the immaculate collection mm-hmm. and this kind of follows the same thing. So if it includes songs from a movie or in scenes, if it includes scenes from a movie, it's most likely not going to be on this video collection. However, you'll see is not on here, but Love Don't Live Here Anymore is. And that's weird. just a weird choice. Or You Must Love Me. You Must Love Me, but that includes movie scenes. Uh, gotcha. Um, no, does it? It does. Okay. I believe you. I've learned not to argue with you. <laughs> but let's also just talk about how stunning she looks. And this is the Rolling Stone. Yes. Um, David shoot. Yes. That uh, was for Ray of Light. And we just get like Mother Earth Madonna at her best. And all of the Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. Like all of that foolishness. Because, um, you know, after this we go to Beautiful Stranger. Where she's like back to kind of short hair, dancing around. and then I love the way she looks in Beautiful Stranger. Yeah, I agree. Like she has... It's it's kind of more like auburn hair. It's mm-hmm. not completely dark. It's not completely light. Yep. It's it's kind of... She has like a tan, whether it's fake or not. Probably is fake. But she looks great in that video. Um, but then we get to... She had Rocco. Um, she had Rocco. And then we get After to that. the music album. Which is a whole different era when I talk oh, yeah, like about like era. bookshelves and all that. But, but this yeah. is a great compilation to go with v, uh, GHV2. So they should have thrown the, the Megamix on here. They should have. They should have repackaged it and re-released it and mm-hmm. put the, the Megamix on here. Um, but, you, but as we've spoken about before, she's not much to um, look back. Look back. Uh, she's kind of like, well, I've released that. It's fine. It's whatever. Just look it up. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you're looking... So Immaculate Collection and the Immaculate Collection DVD are a great collection to get started with a Madonna. 
And then this is kind of like more of like what if you want to see what a powerhouse she was in the 90s and early 2000s, GHB2 is, is good to look back on. Um, you could kind of put Immaculate Collection and GHB2 together and kind of like yeah. listen to them in sequential. The, that's the one qualm I do have with uh, GHB2 is that it's not in chronological order, which kind of annoys me. Um, no, I like that. I found it interesting. Ugh. I found it like artist, artistically, why did she choose to open it up with Deeper and Deeper? Why? Because it's a great opener and she closes it out with Drowned World. I mean, she tries to put it in chronological order, but I think mm-hmm. they they start to try to put it in chronological Well, Erotica is kind of like a, um, a, a slow opener for her greatest hits and I think Deeper and Deeper is more hype. Yeah. And so they put um, Erotica second and then they go into Human Nature, and then they go to Secret, and but then they go to Don't Cry for Me, Argentina, because they want like a slow track, and then they go right back to um, Bedtime Story, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they start. Uh, but it's it's very it's a it's journey. Very, it feels disjointed. it's a journey. I don't think so. I agree. I disagree. <laughs> um, I hate that she put um, the something to remember artwork. I mean, a photo shoot, a photo from, from the something to remember. Why we've we've. We just spent an hour talking about something to remember. For someone that doesn't look I back, know. that's weird that she included that. Um, what I find interesting about a lot of her greatest hits, um, even with You Can Dance, Immaculate Collection, um, I don't know, I don't think it's done something to remember, but in GHB2, there's always like a forward by somebody. I don't know what their relevance is to be able to speak about Madonna, but at the same time, it's kind of just saying it, it essentially just goes into how she has influenced pop culture and how she has influenced music. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they particularly talk about her dance music. Um, so I think it's really interesting that they have a forward by somebody because it's not really necessary because you're just buying the album because you just want to hear the hits. GHB2 is not something that I kind of look back on and say like, oh yeah, GHB2, let me listen to something off of there. Because I don't need to. There's no new tracks on there. She said like, she she basically, she essentially said in an interview that she doesn't give a shit about this greatest hit. I, I mean, she didn't say those words, but she essentially said that like, well, I'm not putting any new stuff on there because it's, then it's not a greatest hit. Then it's just a new song. Which is fair. But, but then... it's kind of the way her fans felt about it. Like, the way I feel about it looking back is that, you know, if we were driving to the to OBX again and we wanted to create a playlist that encompassed, you know, those years, you create that playlist, you listen to it, you jam in the car, and then you never listen to it ever again. Besides the artwork that's there, there's nothing to offer, nothing new to offer versus Immaculate Collection that stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. And to this day... I still listen to those versions individually. I still like to listen to it as a whole collection. And it offered something new that you can't get anywhere exactly. else. There's nothing on that that is is different. So it's kind of obsolete. In 2020, looking back, like, is it even offered digitally? I don't know. Is it? You don't I, know either. You know like, why? Is it on because Spotify? I look for it. But right. it's interesting that you bring this up because in her Greatest Hits collections... Um, particularly for Immaculate Collection, they include not the same tracks that are on the Immaculate Collection. Mm-hmm. 
they include like Lucky Star 12 inch version or borderline. Oh, you and I had version. this discussion before. And I hate that. Like, why would you do that? Why don't you just give us what was on the Mac? I just give me what was on the sake of time. version. It was the sake of time. It's got to be. I don't think so. Yeah, because when they I put it out digitally, time didn't matter. Well, length. You mean so that they can give you like an, a longer version of a yeah, song? Yeah, because they probably wanted to include, for the sake of the artistry and the production that went into the song, they wanted to include a certain length of it, but when they made the pressing of the cassettes and the vinyl and all that, you could only... Yeah, you I don't mean, buy I it. don't know. I you just, don't buy it. I. It's not that I don't buy it. It's just that I feel like, hey... This this was not on this Lucky Star twelve inch mix was not what was on the Maco collection. So please mm-hmm. just give me what was on the Maco collection so mm-hmm. I can listen to it. Did you know the same thing happened when they remastered Madonna and Like a Virgin? That the the new version that came out. Did you know this? They did a um, they they remastered it on CD, and it wasn't the same as the original. The versions, the links. I'm not exactly sure technically what was different. The original versions or the fact that they included, included two extra and, yeah. tracks. Right. I mean, I remember that. I want to say it was Lucky Star that was different. Um, yeah, but that's the thing that they... But I think with the streaming services, what they're doing is they're replacing those tracks, like on a Mac collection, mm-hmm. with a different version of the song. And saying that this is the Immaculate Collection version yeah. when it's not. So like Lucky Star and Borderline, I'm having to go to like... And it's weird because Celebration might have the real track that was on Immaculate Collection. Right. And and I shouldn't have to do that. They just, just skip that in hoping no one would notice. Well, what about Confessions? That's um, Ooh, unmixed. That's a whole nother... It's unmixed. That's a whole nother podcast. Streaming. The mixed together version is kind. If you didn't buy it on it, CD, yeah, yeah, it's you can't get it. It's yeah. where, where do you listen to that right now? I don't know. So but on to your least favorite. My least well, it's kind of like my favorite and my least favorite greatest hits collection at the same time. Um, it's celebration, and this is this is like the greatest fuck-up in Madonna history. Hmm. And I'll tell you why. And if you disagree with me, you can. But I think a lot of fans would have my back to say that, like, this was so much of, like, hey, let's try to do something really big for her really big send-off from Warner Brothers. Like, it's 2009, her contract's ending, Mm -hmm. she's already signed a new deal... Let's put out a greatest hit celebration. Let's have her record a couple of new songs, and we'll put together um, a really big greatest hits collection. We'll make it two discs. We'll ask fans what they want to hear, and then they put it out. And I don't know who was in charge of the engineering <laughs> or the producing, uh-huh. but they decided to create some new edits for some of the songs. And they just did an incredible, horrible job at it. And I'm going to ask your opinion before I actually get into some of the details of some of those songs. I mean, kind of like a lot of things that we disagree on, I'm kind of indifferent. 
Like, I remember when it came out, and it kind of, in 2009, I mean, we just finished Hard Candy, which I loved, loved Hard mm-hmm. Candy. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I know, we talk about this. Um, and I thought it was a great era for her. Sticky and Sweet Tour was, um, broke records at the time. Still holds some records, if, if, I'm, if I'm correct. Um, and then we get this big compilation. But at the time, I remember thinking that this was just one of those things that she had to do to finish out a contract. And she took that opportunity to put out um, what I remember mostly is the double disc version. And if you look at it like on iTunes or Spotify today, it's really long. So yes. if you're looking for a comprehensive um, introduction, I mean, if you're, let's face it, if you're trying to get into Madonna at this point, like you got a lot of work to do. I guess you start here. I don't know. Um, you know, we got two singles that, that were great. I love them both. Um, you like Revolver? I do love Revolver, Ugh. especially in MDNA. Ugh. Uh, so oh hot. My God. Okay. So hot. Next to Gangbang? Absolutely. But anyway, we're, we're digressing. Uh, both the singles were great, in my opinion. The compilation was, was, it is what it was. It was comprehensive. It was long. Um, I thought the video DVD was uh, probably, for me, as a lifelong fan the most valuable thing to come out. Because, again, even though it's 2009, YouTube is available, but remember, in 2009, artists hadn't claimed their own YouTube channels, and YouTube was kind of like looking for a needle in a haystack. It's not as right. um, you know easy as it is to navigate in 2020. In fact, I remember trying to watch a YouTube video with my friends on like my first smart TV, probably not long after this and it was like impossible like you remember yeah. texting and in, in like those days where you yeah. had hit five five six six three um so to have a dvd that had all the videos i mean wayne's got it in front of him it is disc one is 22 videos disc two is 25 that's 47 madonna videos in one purchase that you can pop in your dvd player i do remember there being quality issues Right? That is what I I remember that correctly? Yes. So I want to get into both the um, quality issues in the music as well as the DVD. So I think when you're getting into this time period, you're getting into a period of like, uh, there's something what they call the loudness wars, where a lot of things that were either being remastered or re-released, what they did is they just turned up the volume. They just made it loud. Super hmm. loud. Hmm. And so I think Celebration suffered from that a little bit, where they, they had like a loudness wars thing, where it's like, oh, well, we got to take all these things and we got to make them all sound alike. So we're just going to turn up the volume on all these things. We're not going to like clean up the sound or anything like that. And they didn't do that. What they did is they had some, uh, I don't even want to look at the credits because I don't want to be mad at this person, but they had some sort of engineer, maybe it was some intern that started working at Warner Brothers or something that said, hey, let me re-edit these songs so like lucky star dress you up express yourself erotica like all got re-edited and they sound like shit so if you listen to express yourself they 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 try to make it sound like the shep video remix but there is a difference in the shep video remix so in the shep video remix mm-hmm. there's um you know the intro where she goes come on girls do you believe in love love so um 
in the point where she's saying, come on, girls, girls, there's an echo. And he goes, do you believe in love, love, love? There's an echo. And that's in the video version. That's on, That's not in the local mix. And that's what they tried to do with the celebration mix on the CD is they said, come on, girls, girls, do you believe in love? It's a, it's a cold ending. There's no echo. And then they... They re-edit what was the Immaculate Collection version. They might as well just put the Immaculate Collection version on there because when you get to the um, the bridge, the edit just like misses a beat and it just sounds like so muddy. And they do this thing with Dress You Up. They miss the first beginning beats. Like it's supposed to go dun, 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 dun. And emergent like tour. And on Celebration, it goes dun, 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 dun. Like they... Like, Why? that doesn't exist. That wasn't on the single version. That's not... Like, what are Who you knows? doing? We'll, we'll never know. And then Lucky Star, there's a different outro on Erotica. They 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 try to do a new edit. The cuts are just so bad. Random and unexplained and just... So bad that they had to do a repressing where they corrected some of these things. And that's what just kind of makes me upset is like... If you're going to put in the work, put in the work so that you only have to do it once, not so you have to creating double work and making fans have to buy a new version of it. That's what makes me upset. And with the video version and with the video collection, the compression, they used single layer DVDs. And mm-hmm. in this point in time, in 2009, dual layer DVDs was the way to go so that you could get the best quality of everything and, and be able to have the before amount of time Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. before Blu-rays. And that would still give you the, the greatest amount of quality. But the problem was that the DVD decided, they're like, you know what, we're going to throw these on a single layer. Let's save like 10 cents per Yeah, this. the quality's awful. Especially if you're watching it. it like, was, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a quality snob. you're watching it through some tool or something like that, yeah. like, they try to do some interlacing where they try to reduce the grain. And in some videos, it's part of the video. So like um, erotica or just find my love like the grain is really part of what makes that video so if you take that away okay well you've just taken away what was part of the video and it's censored so just find my love is censored erotica mm-hmm. is censored and this goes back to what i talked about in a immaculate collection podcast was you know madonna talked about when she was on nightline like i don't believe in censorship of any kind well then why would you censor these videos hmm what version of feel what it feels like for a girl is on here? Is it the It's the full version. With the car and the crashing yeah. and all that. Okay. So it's funny that in the Nightline interview she talks about how there's she violence believe. and yeah. she, and you're like, hey That's a violent there's hey, you can show violence but you're not gonna show nudity, but then she flips the script here. She's like, Oh, yeah. okay, I'm gonna show the violence, but I'm not gonna show the nudity. It's also twenty year twenty years later, she's allowed to change her mind. She is allowed to change her mind. I mean but like come on. If, if YouTube hadn't come along and the music industry hadn't taken such a turn, so now by putting things on YouTube, artists get credit for that and it goes towards their, um, you know, which would be categorized as sales, you know? Like, it would be possible if everyone and their mother started watching the Like a Prayer video on YouTube over and over and over again for her to have new success on that song that's how the credits are kind of counted in these day and age in this day and age so that being said they'll never re-release a blu-ray or an updated version 
that you could be um, able to go out and physically copy. Unfortunately, this is probably the last we'll ever see of a physical Madonna um, video collection. You're probably right. So for me, I'm going to, because I'm me and Wayne's Wayne, I'm going to point out the positives that we got from this. So for me, um, what I remember being really excited about, besides the sucky quality, is that um, if you if if you didn't like Wayne and I have VHS copies of things that you um, <laughs> taped on your VHS before this, you could not get and play at your own um, accord versions of things like uh, Cherish or Erotica or Beautiful Stranger. There was a lot of videos on here that if you didn't have taped and you didn't have YouTube. This was the only way to get it. I'm looking on this because I know there were some crazy for yous on here, mm -hmm. uh, which has the the Vision Quest footage. So now, like, we're getting into the yeah. uh, into a period of time where it's like, okay, well, now it doesn't matter that there's movie clips in the video. We're going to show it. Where is the ninety three ninety nine DVD? It's up there because I remember. There's something, like, I just wondered if I was like, okay, this bitch just wants everybody to buy both. There's something that's not on one that's on the other. I think oh, yeah. it's Bad I don't, Girl. Uh, Love Don't Live Here Anymore is not on there. Bad Girl. Bad Girl is not on there. Um, Rain. How is Rain not on Celebration? It is. It's right. Okay, just kidding. We'll cut I'm a liar. That's okay. They can hear me being wrong. Um, but yeah, um, anyway, there's, there's a couple. That I figure, okay, you're going to put 47 tracks, which I guess is okay. Like, if if you're a fan and you own both, you get it all. Especially between Immaculate Collection Video DVD, 93.99, and Celebration, you get them all, I guess. Is there anything Fever's missing? Fever's not on there. Fever's not on the But Fever's here. Right. So it's like, I have to buy these different compilations to get this stuff. So I actually like the um, Chris Cunningham and Stephen Sadanu um, video collections. They have their own video collections that they put out mm -hmm. where I actually, um, and Mark Romanek, where the videos look great on their collections. Um, I'm not sure about the audio. I'd have to double check that. But they have their own video collections as video directors, mm -hmm. and they look really great. So um, those are... I'll go to those DVDs when I want to watch the best quality of some of these videos, but some of them I'm just like, this looks so bad. The only thing I'm really ex that I was really excited about was Express Yourself because I was able to rip the audio from the DVD so I could have <laughs> the official video version of Express Yourself, the Shep's remix version. The, how was the quality though? Of the video itself? Uh -huh. No, the sound quality. The sound quality. I mean, it's okay. It sound good. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's some people that argue with me, but at the same time, I was like, well, that's the only place I can get it, so... Yeah, it was it, it was satisfiable for you. And it's a longer version. Like, the longer version of Express Yourself on the Celebration Video Collection is longer than the version that you'll find on the Immaculate Collection version, because the Immaculate Collection version uses the album version. Celebration uses the Shep's Remix version. Um, Let's talk about the singles. Celebration and Revolver. Uh-huh. Um, which are you a fan of? Are you a fan of the celebration, what you hear on the album version? Or do you like the Benny Benassi version? Benazi, yeah. Benazi. Um, the Benny Benassi. Yeah. What we again? got, Benny Benazi. 
what we got at the end of MDNA, mm-hmm. where her and Rocco are like dancing on the stage, that version, that's my favorite. Benny Benazi version? Yeah, it's the Benny Benazi remix, which I believe she threw on um, one of the electronic, uh, um, I'm sorry, not electronic, um, digital versions if you, if you go to iTunes or Spotify and go to Celebration, it's there. But that's my favorite version of Celebration. Um, I love, love, love Revolver. Ugh. Love, love, love Revolver. I really loved it in MDNA, which I already said. I don't understand um, that. But... And then David Guetta and her work together on a Revolver remix that is just fucking hot. And um, I know this isn't my, my time to talk about DJ mixes and what works on the dance floor, but at the time, um, the Revolver remix with David Guetta it was really hot, and and it doesn't matter you know what crowd you had. If I put that on, it was it was a hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I won't disagree with the fact that someone that loves a Madonna song. So, I'll get that to you. My I prefer the album version of Celebration just because it sounds more pop. Yeah. It sounds more kind of like Madonna. She does a lot of self-referencing, which I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. It's a greatest hit song. Yeah, absolutely. The video so, was great. We saw Lola in mm-hmm. the video, um, and wasn't there like a fan version? There was a fan version, and there was one that she put together. So I think um, while she was on tour, was it while she was on? I don't know. Now I've been drinking too much. <laughs> There was a fan version of Celebration, which I think was like really cool to give an opportunity to have fans to take part in a Madonna project, which Madonna is not very known for doing. Is like, hey, let's include my fans in this, and let's let's yeah. have them be part of my video. Um, it so was for them. It was for them. It was totally for them. And but it also didn't go down as one of her biggest hits. It didn't go down as one of didn't. her best videos. No one gave a shit. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I still love the song. She That's used okay. it in MD. She closed MDNA tour with it. And with celebration. With celebration, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, that was that. <laughs> and that's kind of how we feel about it. Like, we're glad it happened. I mean, there's definitely um, ups and downs from it, but oh, and it's so cool came out around this time. So it's so the cool, cool song. was like a, the cool song mm-hmm. was like a demo from um, American Life. American Life slash she was trying to write this musical with mm-hmm. um, Mirways, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she was trying to write this musical, and this was one of the songs, and you could hear, there's an acoustic version that exists out there with, like, there's kids singing and everything like oh. that. But then this was also during the time where she recorded, they did a remix for this song, and it shows up on, like, the iTunes version of this album. Right. And I thought it was... Um, I don't know. I like it. I like it. So cool. I like both versions. Um, I, I reference one as the cool song and one as it's so cool. But it is what it is. Um, we're glad it happened. It's over. It is over and celebration <laughs> is over. And um, I will say I have a love-hate relationship with celebration where I admire that the fact that they um, went through the effort of putting together a a greatest hits compilation so you know any new fan that's out there mm-hmm. anyone that's in their 20s or early 30s that never 
paid attention to Madonna, you know, get the greatest hits, get the Celebration album and listen to the greatest hits. Yeah. If you really want to get into like Madonna, Madonna, go to the Immaculate Collection first. But that doesn't encompass her her whole career, and Celebration no. doesn't either. But it's more of her career. Um, and what we didn't we didn't talk about um, sequential order. But what I love about Celebration oh. is that she she just put it all in the video uh, collection. I believe is in order, but the um, the CD itself is in all kinds of order. I believe we open up with Hung Up, and it just kind of goes all over the place. But I love it because she's always said that her her projects take you on a journey, whether it's a tour mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I feel like this is like reimagined as one project. And if she really wanted you to listen to her entire body of work and, and at up to 2009, let's start at the big and let's not play in sequential order. And I, I liked that. Um, it's also 2009. It's worth mentioning that iTunes came out in 2005 so by now we're four years into digital streaming. Um, people are not really buying CDs even in 2009. Maybe more than they are in 2020, mm-hmm. but not really. So what I'll ask you is, mm-hmm. do you think there's anything that was left off of Celebration that Ugh. should have been included? I mean, I would, I, before I answer that, I even have to like reference it and make a list and look because Celebration, especially the double disc, is so inclusive. It's huge. Yeah. And we'll, we'll limit it to the double disc because I don't want to talk about the single disc because the single disc... Is that I it actually, right there? Yep. Um, the single disc, Why? I don't think is... <laughs> I don't think it's fair because if you were going to put, I think the single disc was put out just to collect extra money. I think the real version would be the double disc. Absolutely. And we didn't talk about this, but we didn't talk about the artwork. Mr. Brainwash. Um, I mean, it's an iconic Madonna image. But it's two images put together. Yes. It's an image from, um, uh, I think around the time of uh, True Blueish mm-hmm. era. Herbert. And also... Um, the image that she did that for the Harper's Bazaar that I was telling you about. Right. It's almost like a, a, a merge between those two images that they put together. And then that's like, they used it for the album cover, they used it for the single album cover, they used it for the DVD cover, they used it for the revolver cover. It's just a little, kind of like Immaculate Collection. It's an odd choice for art because to me it doesn't reflect her entire career. Like, I think of glamour. I think of like, you know, the lace and the crosses for early Madonna. Mm-hmm. I think of, yeah, you know, I, I just think of a million other images in my head before I picture this, like, Andy Warhol kind of yeah. artsy. I mean, I kind of like I it. I like it. Where, where it's like, hey, this is just a, a static image from one part of Madonna's career. And you can identify it like that's Madonna. Yeah. Where that's what I like about it. And I kind of like that it's just, like, different. And it... And, and referencing kind of Andy Warhol. She had it different. What's behind it? Are those the lyrics? The lyrics to all the songs. All the songs. Did you know in 2004, there was a scheduled Greatest Hits retrospective that was supposed to come out? No, I did not. So they were supposed to release, I don't know if you want to call it a box set or, or something that was going to include like um, demos and, and things that we've never heard of, but it was supposed to be like introspective from the beginning of her career, and it was supposed to be like a huge box like, set. 
unreleased vault kind of stuff. Yes, because that's where your honesty came from. Mm. So um, she released that on Remixed and Revisited, which originally in 2004, that was supposed to be like a box set. And that's kind of what the reinvention tour was supposed to support mm. in a way. All at the same time. It's all 2004. Yeah. It's all like 2004 and then Celebration was like 2009-ish. Do you think that with this new movie that she's doing, mm-hmm. there's... I'm imagining there's still going to be a soundtrack for it. Um, no. What do you think? Do I don't you think, think so. That she'll put anything out. I don't. You nope. think that she? And I think out? it's an interesting choice that she put the Madame X film on pause. Clearly, there's it, there's only two things um, that are that are kind of make sense. Either the Madame X film is already done and being handled by someone else, and we're just mm-hmm. waiting for it to be released. Or she has put a pause on the Madame X film, or maybe worse yet, we'll never see it. It's it's gone forever and never plans on being released. But clearly, her attention from Instagram and, and social media, she's been working on this this biopic and the screenplay for for weeks now. Um, I don't think there'll be a soundtrack. I don't. I think. You in, don't think I don't. Soundtrack? Nope. I think in twenty twenty. You can simply go to Spotify or Apple Music and just play whatever you want to play. I think there might be a playlist. You know, that's that's popular these days. Because just like we, we talked about earlier tonight with uh, GHV2, or the other night, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> just like when we talked about VH... <laughs> Say it that way. GHV2. Um, when you look back at it, it doesn't matter. You know, GHV2 served a purpose at the time. But it was short-lived. It didn't stand the test of time like something to remember and the Immaculate Collection did. And I think Celebration serves as a purpose as, at least up until 2009, a pretty good... Comprehensive. Yeah, pretty good. I don't think that there's a need for that in this digital age anymore. I don't. I don't think that will happen. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think there probably would be, just for promotion purposes. Maybe they'll put together just a, a soundtrack of her stuff, and I hope they don't get anybody else to sing. Why it. though? Why? Yes, if someone else sings it, um, then yes. But what what does the record company have to gain by repackaging and doing artwork and all of that, especially when it's probably just going to be available online streaming anyway, mostly. Mm-hmm. So why do that? Yeah, you're right. Maybe there'll be a fan version thing available that people can buy that's limited time. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like it. Put some effort into re-releasing. Like, take that opportunity to, like, uh, Mariah Carey today. um, The rarities. The rarities. Mm -hmm. Take that opportunity to re-release Blonde Ambition on Blu-ray or... Give us something we haven't seen before. She ain't doing that. She, she ain't doing the... It, blonde Ambition the will blonde, be available one day. One day. If it takes till after the bitch after dies, she dies... After she dies... That's horrible, though, released. because it's one of her best pieces hey, of work. That's what's happening with Prince. Like, when you die, that's when people care. When you, when But everybody cares about, about, about Blonde Ambition. Her fans and people that... I know. Are just kind of like I don't a disagree, little bit of a fan. But they're... It's not a priority for her. She, doesn't she said in an interview that she's not even sure the footage exists or she didn't know where it was. Bitch, we got it. Do you need me to mail it to you? We have it. Wayne's got it right here in the room. It's on Laserdisc. It's an impeccable... He's got it in plastic wrap. Madonna, we'll mail it to you, okay? It's fine. And you can put it out 
He doesn't even need the credit. Oh my gosh. So I have yeah. the laser disc. We can mail you too. I have it too. Exactly. Yeah. I think her thing. I she was on an Instagram live with Diablo Cody, who she's writing the screenplay for their movie, which she's going to direct. Mm-hmm. Um, which she's, is going to be amazing. I I hope so. Are we going to go on a date? Can we go to the movies? Yes, okay, get please. We'll leave the husbands at home. We could leave the husbands at home, or we could make them go no. and sit through it. I have to pay for it. Later. Or we'll wait. We'll we'll go see it together first, and then we'll make the husbands go. Okay. Okay. Deal. Um, that way we can enjoy it as like fans, and then <laughs> we can make them enjoy it as non-fans. As fan fan. <laughs> fan fan. Mm-hmm. That's a better way to say it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope it's successful. But she did say with Diablo Cody, people you know wrote in while she was um, live streaming on Instagram, and she's like, she said the only footage I have is what you see in Truth or Dare, which I don't one hundred percent believe. Even if I don't think she, I think that's what she believes. She just doesn't hasn't yes. been corrected. <laughs> but even if that's only what is available, let's let's say that that's only what's available. What we see in Truth or Dare, mm-hmm. that means you though you still have the full versions because Express Yourself is not the full version because there's right. parts that were cut out, mm-hmm. edited. Mm-hmm. There's causing a commotion mm-hmm. and keep it together where her headset just kept calling out. Where she cusses him out later. Um, Fuck you, Freddy. What I got from that, and maybe I was wrong, but what I got from that is that HBO owns the rights. Pioneer to, actually owns the rights. Well, whoever put because out... Because it was Pioneer supported the tour. Right. And their th- kind of thing was like, hey, we'll support your tour, but we're going to promote Laserdisc because that's the yeah. future at the time. Right. And so Pioneer, I guess owns the rights to that version of it both versions of it both the the japan version where she has the ponytail yes and the one from nice from nice france um, yes france so that's so i believe that what she said was that it's all all maybe that it's all that's available to her at the moment like what she, we see if it was up to her she could release it all that's what i got from it um because i was listening to mm-hmm. but i don't know and then of course all the fans jumped on her like what do you mean you're gonna, you know, inject bleach? It was kind of like a misunderstood <laughs> comment all of a sudden. Because what I got from it, if you go and listen back, is that she didn't have it. Yeah, that's not the word she used. But what I got is that it wasn't available to her. Yeah, I mean, I'm. But make it available to you. You're fucking Madonna. Make it work. Make it happen. Pay the price. You're gonna make the money back. Whatever is standing in the way, because whoever's sitting on the rights is earning nothing from it. So make a deal. Get it. Get it. Put it on Blu-ray. At a, per, at a time where the biopic is out. You could also make it like exclusive. Say, I'm only going to put out, you know, 10,000 copies or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, just right. make it available to, like, through your fan store, like, through your store, your Madonna store. Right. Through, and, and just make it more exclusive to make fans feel like they have to get it now or they won't be able to get it. You're going to make your money back. Just put whatever price you want. Just make throw it $50, it make it $60. People will buy it, even if it's just no extras, just the Blu-ray. Or itself. just throw it out there on YouTube Yeah, for free, like Mariah is doing today, because um, the, the date that we're taping this is the day that Mariah's The Rarities came out. And it was, a, you know, the first disc is all 
B-sides that were recorded throughout her career that we've never heard. And the other one is a live Tokyo. performance, Tokyo, Tokyo Dome Tokyo. in 1996, mm-hmm. which she also threw on YouTube t- tonight, which I'm going to go watch when we get home. Um, and she's earning nothing from that, except for the credits she's getting for every time someone watches Dream Lover or Fantasy, she's getting, you know, watch credits for that, which Madonna would get for Express Yourself or Like Your Prayer or whatever gets played. But um, it's ridiculous, Madonna, that we still don't have Blonde Ambition. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of like, and if you look in an old Icon magazine, mm-hmm. um, which is for those who don't know, was the fanzine that yes. that her official Madonna fan club put out, which they don't do anymore, and oh, that could be a whole other episode uh, if we talk about the her grandfather fan club. issue, Jesus, and the Christ. email issues. Oh God, don't even get me started. I, but she has a um, I think around ninety six in the Vita, there was a whole Q and A in her fanzine mm-hmm. um, through the Icon magazine. Where someone asked her, like, if, hey, if you had a time capsule, what would you put in there? One of the things was the Blonde Ambition tour. I know she's proud of it. I know that it's got to be. She has to be exceptionally proud of it. She you know what I heard her say on another format. interview that made a lot of sense to me that I keep forgetting? Is that, okay, you're a Madonna fan. Do you have the Blonde Ambition tour? I have, like, six different versions yeah. of it. And it's on YouTube. And it's everywhere. And there's bootlegs. I have the laser disc. I have um, someone, a good friend of mine, James, ripped the um, the Tokyo version to a DVD. I've got. Yeah. I can watch it whenever I want to. So why do we want to release so bad? Because we want like an official version. Why? Like because we want Madonna to just. If you hear me banging on the table, it's because I. We, it's like. <laughs> We want Madonna to acknowledge the fact that this is an important thing to right. fans. Like, you know, I can watch the Nice version. I can watch the Japan version. I can watch the Barcelona version. I can watch the New yep. Jersey version. All of them. Yeah. The Houston or uh, Dallas version. Like, they're all a, they're available either through sound or through video on YouTube. Or I can watch whatever version I want at any time I want. In whatever the, quality, on whatever device. Quality. Yeah, in but every quality. He just rolled like, his neck, you guys. <laughs> in every the quality. the fact that it is kind of sanctioned and officiated by Madonna, I think, means more to the fans than they realize. Because yeah. then it's like, well, we know care is going into it. We know that like any like audio issues are going to be fixed. Any visual issues are going to be fixed right and you know if you ever watch the broadcast version there's the broadcast version yep. and then there's the kind of laser disc version where yep. they use different camera angles yep. so there's a version out there on youtube that compares the two that you can watch the entire it's it's like amazing from what texas is available right houston the one from nice yeah because the one that was broadcast on hbo is different than the one that was released on on laser right so there's and there's a YouTube video that like compares, compares the two yep. and like plays the entire concert on showing the different camera. Which everybody only like watches that. like the first minute of it, and then you're like, okay. I of did course, it. but for someone like me, you know, uh, I love <laughs> seeing that stuff. I love I know like, you do. picking out the differences. And Did you know it was broadcast on the radio too? I do. Q ninety four. I know. I have Q94 it. Q ninety four. Q ninety four means music, money, and more. That's right. I and recorded it. Virginia. I have it. And it was a clear. Like yellow, and it's and it's that I and I think what pe- people will have a hard time accepting or understanding is 
to record something off the radio at that point in time wasn't an easy thing because they're still yep. going to yep. play commercials. Yep. And I remember my my dad at the time um, hooked up the stereo system to the, like, the VCR uh-huh. and then recorded the entire event on cassette for me. Yeah. And it's just like... To me, that's like just an amazing point in my life. When I talk I about blonde ambition, that will be that's like a turning point in my life where I was like, I'm a fan for life. Because you know, you always ask me why like a prayer isn't isn't defined as my favorite era, and the reason I think I can answer this when I look at this, yes, it's like a prayer, but it's also this was used a lot in blonde ambition. I believe it's on the laser disc as well, because that's when she capitalized like the M and the A at the end. Um, and I believe she used the crown a lot. This is not necessarily about celebration anymore. <laughs> no, and it doesn't have to be. I think we're about to wrap up because I think we talked all we need to about GHV2 and celebration. We went on other topics because there's not a lot of substance around celebration. Uh, there is unfortunately a lot of substance. Well, I mean, there's a lot of substance. There's a lot of content, mm-hmm. but not necessarily a lot of substance. And what I did not talk about is kind of the inaccuracies of the Celebration DVD, how in the credits, a lot of the director credits are wrong. Hmm. I don't um, know that. So, I'm going to pop this open so you guys can hear. Um, and I'd have to go to Wikipedia to confirm some things. So, for example, Borderline. We know that was directed by Mary Lambert. Right. But in the credits, it says Michelle Ferrone was the director for Borderline. Hmm. We know that's not correct. And they say the producer was Mary Lambert. Um, and then, uh, what's another one? A Live to Tell. We know the director was James Foley, who also directed Who's That Girl? Um, but it shows the director is Peter Percher. Like, these aren't correct things. And there's a lot of them that make that mistake. And it makes me upset because it makes me feel like someone did not go through the right um, kind of stuff steps and process like to fact say like, checking fact and checking like yeah, yes yeah, this is correct yeah. let me give my sign off on that and it just goes into the goes Spell into the checking whole, kind like, of like yeah uh, let's, yeah let's just let's just get this out there it doesn't matter it well doesn't you know when you look right at the when you look at the cds um they look really they're great i think they're well thought out visually like, like yes, everything looks incredible that looks like i got that off the street in philadelphia or new york city especially the back where yeah, it's it looks like really a bootleg. number and a comma yeah. or no, a parenthesis i'm not even sure that's not a bootleg wing where did you buy that <laughs> It probably looks like that. It looks like a bootleg. This is called an Amaray case. I think that's called an Amaray case. Or that's called the Mm. Amaray case. But they had it like in a DVD version, but they also had it in a CD version, but the DVD was in the CD version. It was like a two disc. Um, I wish I bought both copies. Not that it necessarily makes a difference, but I still have both. I still have a copy of it because they're going for like... Over $100, like on eBay or something like that. I wonder if she were to take the time to remaster the videos and put them on Blu-ray, what the quality would be versus what she's thrown up on uh, YouTube. Because for me, for me as a quality snob, like I would love, I would pay however much she wanted to charge me to put it on a Blu-ray and watch it on a big screen in high quality. Yeah. Versus streaming it on YouTube, which seems okay. It's fine, but it's like, I kind of just, I don't want to have to look up everything on YouTube. I don't want to have to create a playlist on YouTube. Just give me like a Blu-ray that I can just... Okay, Boomer. I know. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's true. Um, but you know, it's just just how I feel about things. So I think we're wrapping up on celebration. So thank you again, DJ Joey, for coming and participating. It's fun as always. Um, um say your goodbyes. Bye, everybody. Bye. I'll see you next time if I'm invited back. You will be, 100%. All right, bye.